This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. It's Thursday. You know that means this is the date day edition of the program. And that means Paula is live in the studio with me. Uh, we're here to take your phone calls and answer your questions. Questions about the Bible. Questions about our faith. Questions about something going on in your life. Maybe something that you're dealing with related to this epidemic that we've got going on. Whatever's on your heart or mind, all you need to do is call us. 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can email your questions to us by emailing questions at calvaryessay.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, we've got nothing to do. This is sort of our Good Friday show on Thursday, even though, because tomorrow KSLR is closed. Mm-hmm. So, what's on your heart? Well, um, I've been thinking, uh, you know, um, with us being home, you know, I was talking with a couple of the ladies, and, and for me, too, you know, it's it's been kind of difficult because we're not with each other. And um, so, um, I was just thinking, man, Lord. What's going on, you know? And, and I think, uh, like me, uh, a lot of times it's in what I do and not in who I am that I can get a little bit off the rails. And so the Lord was reminding me today um, that, Paula, you've kind of forgotten that you're the pearl of great price. And in Matthew 13, <clears throat> 44 and uh, 45, this is what it says. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. And he was just reminding me, you know, hey, let the, because it's mostly a lady show today, to really remind all the ladies who... Um, they're always full-time mom, even though they may even be a worker away from home. They're full-time that, too. Um, but they're, they're full-time with everybody in the house together. And it's not as easy as maybe some would think, especially I, I've been kind of having a heart for those who are now not just moms, but they're teachers. <laughs> And it's it's it can be kind of difficult, especially if you're not gifted in that way. The people who are gifted to do that. If this was TV, we could show your video that somebody sent you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am not a teacher, you know. No, and I'm not a a short order cook. And it was just it was just really really cute. But um, but just to remind all of the ladies that they are hidden treasures, and God has. Um, chosen you for, as, as I've been in Esther chapter 4 in particular, God has chosen all of us to be um, for such a time as this, and he is more than capable to do uh, in you, in us, what um, he knows we have to do. Um, you know, the other day you were saying, I think it was on this show, or we were talking to somebody, but um, 
at the prayer meeting, you know, uh, where we could still meet here, you were looking around the room um, and listening to different people pray, and you said this, I didn't know they could do that. You know, we just different people can do different things, and we don't always know what we're capable of until maybe we're put in uh, a situation where we're not the most comfortable. And, and for me, this is not a comfortable place um, of being isolated from my friends and family. Um, and yet, uh, this is exactly where God has us for a time. So with this parable of great price this where where he says when he discovered a pearl of great value who sold everything and bought it and i just want to remind the ladies um esther was a hidden jewel in the harem and how she got there wasn't the most comfortable of situations and yet she was a hidden jewel in the harem uh, nobody knew because mordecai told her don't tell him that you're a jew you know, you keep that secret. But there was a reason that um, Esther, born beautiful, didn't know the what's and the why's, you know, of why am I in this situation here and now? But for such a time as this, that the, the king would see her and be drawn to her more than any of the other concubines, and that um, she would be used to save her people. You know, and so um, a lot of us are in the home now and we get to um, not only teach our kids, we get to show our kids through patience. And, um, you know, I don't have the wherewithal to be a good teacher, but I'm going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, who is the genius to teach me and help me um, to teach you? And so... um, for such a time as this, you're in that in that place. And if you wanted to comment, you're free to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to move on to Ruth. Well, before you move on, just let me, let me ask you, what um, what are you doing for such a time as this? What are you doing now that your routine has changed, schedules changed? Uh, you're teaching Bible studies typically. Uh, you've got ladies' prayer breakfast. It would have been last Monday. It would have been this uh, Monday. Did this past yeah. Monday, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. And and you wake up. This would be prayer breakfast day. Uh-huh. And and you know we we like to do those things. Mm-hmm. The Saturday morning prayer. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that's my favorite thing that we do to yeah. to hear the hearts of the people that can 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 pray like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so how are you dealing with this? I mean, we're getting up and we're exercising. That's yeah. important. Yeah. But then. How are you dealing with it? Well, the first couple of days, I was whining a lot. <laughs> I, I think I talked about that last week. Uh, a lot of whining. Oh, man, I can't do this and I can't do that. You know, uh, some of my friends, would we would go out to lunch or like I would go over to Lucy's house for a, a tea party, you know, and we can't do those kind of things. And um, so I was kind of whining a little bit. Oh, what do I do now? You know, kind of a thing. But. Uh, it's been it's been kind of sweet because uh, being still now I haven't had to clean out my garage because I already did that before you know before all this started I cleaned out the garage uh, but I could do like maybe uh, I, I organized my closet it was already kind of organized but I organized my closet you know from short sleeves <laughs> to long sleeve white all the way to black. You know, and the pants and everything, and the shoes are there. But I could get rid of some T-shirts and, like you did with yours, and you have some stuff ready for Joy of Jesus because I got plenty of stuff. So I can do that. But um, I've been just kind of sitting down and, like, I've read the whole book of Esther several times and said, "Okay, Lord, talk to me." You know, that be still and know that I'm God um, is really kind of cool and there's sometimes when you know you get you get busy and you're you're so active it's like whoo i need to rest and even when you go to bed at night you wake up tired because your mind is thinking all about what i'm going to be doing the next day well that's not the case now and so that be still and know that i'm god um be still and listen to me you know learn my ways and um so that's been 
kind of my focus. And then the other thing is um, checking on people that I haven't seen, especially the, the elderly, even those who don't come to our church. We have some friends that we missed from the gym, and I called um, one of them yesterday, and she goes, oh, my goodness, you made my week. You know, don't you miss the gym? Yeah. And then we're talking about, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, and she's home cleaning. Yeah, you know. <laughs> she was vacuuming and watching TV. At the Houses, time. garages, uh, everything going to be cleaner than the Oh, you again. know it. You know it. Um, but just able to talk about the Lord with others and to encourage them. And that was that's the key of getting the focus off of ourselves when we reach out to encourage another. And so I've been whining a lot less and being very, uh, you know, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit's showing me me more. And in some ways, I don't really care for that because there's still a lot of cleansing that needs to take place. And so it's okay. That's a good thing because we pray that, Lord, make me more like you. And he's like, okay, here's a time that I can make you more like me. And so... That would indicate that you're not perfect yet. That's exactly what that says. <laughs> That's exactly what that You know, says. Paula, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. And, um, you know, we feel, and, and I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that makes a lot of decisions, and uh, I've got a direction, and I'm, I'm busy. But, and, and I feel like sometimes I'm really being controlled by the circumstances around me. I need to do this, can't do that, you know, those kind of things. And and I think it's at times like this, and I'm sure it was true for Esther, it's at times like this that we forget that he's really the one in control. Uh, it, it's a great picture in the book of Esther because God is never mentioned mm-hmm. in the entire book, and yet he is behind the scenes in the entire book, moving the chess pieces into the right places to accomplish his will. And uh, I, I don't even know how to adequately explain this, but I feel like even now, today, God is moving his chess pieces around so that we're in the right place. Acts chapter 17 says that we are where we are at the time that we're here uh, in order to find God. Mm -hmm. And God created it. I wasn't born 300 years ago. I wasn't born 100 years ago. Uh, I was born right here in a cushy, soft place to be a Christian. You know, I'm loving that part, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and yet um, God has us here. We're all facing the unknown. Um, I'm a routine guy. I like normal. There is not going to be any normal that we're used to anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm like everybody else. I like to know what that new normal is so I can get ready and prepare. Mm-hmm. And I think it's times like this that God says, how about you step away and, and spend some time with me? Do the work that you've got to do, but step away and, and make sure that I'm a priority. Mm-hmm. And uh, there isn't a bunch we can do. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of stuck. Um, where we are, so we might as well include the Lord in it. And, and for me, um, having a little bit more time in the mornings to be out with Him has been a treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're not rushing. You know, the time pressure of a, a clock mm-hmm. when you're reading to me. Um, so we're expecting that the Lord is going to give us some directions, and even if we're not aware of it, he's going to prepare us mm-hmm. for whatever the new normal is. Yeah, yeah I was telling uh, our producer, Sam, here, um, I'm working on Colossians 2, 1 through 7, but I have no idea <laughs> when that's going to be able to be taught. And what I was telling him is if, if this thing keeps getting pushed back, that little 40 minutes is turning to... <laughs> I got something to say because yeah. the Lord just keeps on... Just move to the next chapter. <laughs> Work ahead a little bit. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, yeah. But, he, yeah, I, I, you know, you want to learn. I, I told him, I, I want to learn. Um, and so I'm learning. So that's that's been really cool. So the hidden treasure, the next hidden treasure is uh, Ruth. Is Ruth, you know. And, and Ruth was a, a, a Gentile. And she just watched, and the Lord gave her discernment because when uh, Naomi Mara was called back home, finding out that God had provided food for her people, and, you know, she's going to go back because she's just, her husband and her boys are gone, and so it's time to go back home. 
it's time to go back home. And uh, Naomi, to me, represents, for me, um, the prodigals, you know. And so that's what I've been praying. That's another thing, praying a little bit more for the prodigals uh, who are out in the world, and the world just chews them up and spits them out mm. and doesn't really care. Is not going to provide for them. And so, you know, I'm at my wit's end, and she's going home. But God is so good that she didn't have to go home alone. And um, But Ruth saw that even as shallow or small Naomi's faith might have been, and, you know, the shroud of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. and uh, But she saw that her God was really God. And she says, I'm going back with you and you can't turn me back. Your God will be my God and your people will be my people. And so for um, some of us being at home and not being able to touch people, we can... I, I prayed the other day with you. I said, I'm thankful, God, for my cell phone because... I can still contact people. I can even FaceTime some. And I can be Ruth, or we can all be a, a Ruth to those who have fallen away. Call them up and say, how you doing? Aren't you ready to come back to the Lord? And I'll go with you. And so, you know, that's that's kind of been another thing that I've been able to be on the phone with people who kind of have... Uh, lost their way and just kind of help them you know at least say you know your god is still right there i'll go back with you you can come back to calvary chapel whenever you're ready in fact why don't you listen live stream get comfortable nobody's there so it's not like you're going to be a stranger we're all going to kind of be strangers when we come back but um come home and so that's my, my next uh, hidden treasure is didn't you, Ruth. Didn't you have a retreat where your, your uh, theme was hidden treasures one year? That is the name of our Monday night women's Bible study. Oh, okay. That's where I was mm-hmm. Hidden treasures. Okay. We're hidden treasures there. Um, and then um, the next one, this hidden treasure, is Abigail. Nabal's, isn't that Nabal's husband? Nabal, yeah, Nabal's wife. <laughs> when um, David was so, you know, needing uh, munitions, uh, food for his troops, and he, he had, uh, he and his troops had protected Nabal's troops and hadn't taken any other stuff. Well, anyway, David has a need, and so he sends some of his guys to go ask Nabal, you know, we need some provisions. Can you can you help us out? And he's like, get out of here. Who are you? You know, and so David's like, oh, oh, you want to know who I am? You want to know who I am? (laughs) So he's going to go over there. And praise the Lord, there was Abigail who runs out ahead of her husband. Um, Her his name means fool. And um, she's a peacemaker and, and very generous with giving and providing for David and his troops. And um She's a hidden treasure. She ends up being uh, one of David's wives, and Nabal ends up going the other way. And um, but yeah, we can be we can be Abigails. We can be peacemakers. We can be generous providers um, for others, and uh, the Lord will be very well pleased. I just I'm just seeing these um, hidden treasures in God's word, and then for. All of the ladies, and I know I used to struggle with this one so bad. I was like, who can be this woman? <laughs> the Proverbs 31 woman? It's like, oh, my goodness, girl. She just does it all, you know. Uh, her arms don't get tired, and she provides everything for all of her servant girls. She she makes clothing, and she sells it, and her husband sits at the, the city gates, and everybody knows. I mean, just... My goodness, who can live up to that? She makes her own bedspreads, you know. Uh, Yeah, she's clothed with strength and dignity and laughs without fear of the future. And that's kind of where I I want our ladies to be seen. We know the Lord who holds our future. And so of 
all the Christians. And, and you know, I, I'm a fearful person. I'm, af- I'm afraid what's going to happen if I get sick or what's going to happen if, if I say the wrong thing or what's going to happen. And I'm just fearful of uh, not rightly representing the Lord. Uh, but she, she laughs without fear of the future. And I think the reason is, and I'm, I want to encourage all of us, um, is if we will just be with Jesus and remember that we are that pearl of great price. He gave up everything to win us. He lives in us. Um, and that the other part for all of this is my favorite scripture, Song, Song of Solomon 4-7, How beautiful you are, my darling. There is no flaw in you. And so, you know, being at home, not being able to do what we normally do, and too many of us put our um, the identification of who we are on what we do. Am I pleasing to the Lord in all the things that I do instead of, you know, just being with Jesus so he can just, say. Just in what you said, i got a couple of questions to ask, but let's go okay. take a phone call, and okay. then we'll come back and do this. Okay. Let's go to Jimmy calling on line one. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, I was listening to Paul, uh, Raul, uh, Pastor Raul, read today. Mm-hmm. How are y'all doing? Uh, um, but I was listening to Pastor Raul read today, and he, mm-hmm. he was saying that, that, uh, that uh, Jesus and Jesus went into the center of the earth, into Abraham's bosom, mm-hmm. to, uh, for the soul, right, to die before. Is that right? Yes. First Peter. Huh? First Peter. Oh, First Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So those people that died before Jesus died on the cross, they were in Abraham's bosom? Uh, the the saved ones were in Abraham's bosom, and the unsaved ones were in torment uh, on the other side of the gulch. Remember Luke chapter 16, there's a big gulch between them, and they were in torment. They could see one another, and they could communicate across. Uh, uh, the, the rich man tried to communicate with, or did communicate with Abraham, and Abraham said, no, I can't send Lazarus over to you. Uh, there's too big a, a gap. When Jesus came down, now, Jimmy, when he went into the center of the earth uh, after his death, uh, prior to to Sunday morning, he went down there not to preach to those who were in paradise. He went down to preach a message of victory over sin and death to those who were disobedient, uh, not only in the days of Noah, but those who were disobedient um, um, throughout their lives. So uh, what he's doing is basically saying, look, you had a chance. You had the word. You had your conscience. You had creation. You had all these things, and you refused me. And now what I'm coming to do is declare victory over death, and then he took those who were in paradise with him to heaven. He took captivity captive, and he took them to heaven, and uh, and that's where they have been for some 2,000-odd years now. Oh, so the ones that died before Jesus, they weren't saved? Some of those weren't saved? Well, sure, the, the Bible's full, the Old Testament's full of people that didn't believe, enemies of God, in okay. fact, more, way way more than, than followers of God. And the way you were saved before Jesus was born, mm-hmm. you, were saved by look, you were saved by looking forward to the coming of the Christ. And, oh. and those who did that, you can read about them in Hebrews chapter 11, just some of them. But uh, okay. the whole world, I'm talking from, from uh, the pagans to, to Jews, the, the whole world that refused to accept the Christ or refused to follow God, um, they were in a place of torment. And uh, it's in that very same place of torment, Jimmy, that people go to today uh, who reject the grace that's offered by Jesus. Okay, so that's Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is just the Hebrews Hall of Fame of Faith. That's sort of the, the, uh, the examples of people who would be in Abraham's bosom. Okay, but, okay. Uh, but, yeah, you can go all the way back to, to the ministries of the prophets, those who killed the prophets, those who rejected the word, those who were taken into captivity repeatedly because of their sin and their refusal to repent. Uh, they would be in that place of torment where the rich man is in Luke chapter oh. 16. That, that's right. That's right. Okay. 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 Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll read chapter Hebrews chapter eleven. 
Thank you, Jimmy. Hey, have a wonderful Good Friday and a great Easter. You too, sir. Okay, God bless. Bye-bye. 340-9585. We've got, uh, we're almost at the end of this first half hour of the program. If you have any questions or calls, if you want to talk about some Good Friday or Easter reflections, we'd be happy to do that. I'm going to ask Paul a couple questions that may minister to a bunch of you uh, on the other side of the break. So 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of the Word to stand on for life we'd love to hear from you we will be back on the other side of the break we will see you in two minutes got a question for pastor ron and the word to stand on for life you can send it to him via email at pastor ron kslr at gmail.com that's pastor ron kslr at gmail.com Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to our date day program, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, before we broke, you were talking about, in some of your hidden treasures, you were talking about um, um, fear, and, and you, you admitted that you are a fearful person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons and tons of people who, in our audience, who are fearful. They don't want to admit it, mm-hmm. so they try to pretend they got it covered, mm-hmm. but they're fearful. Um, what do you do with your fear? Well, sometimes I'll ask people to pray for me, actually. Um, but I try to, you know... <laughs> And I was laughing at myself, remember, in the movie, The Greatest Story Ever Told, you know, when the angel of death is passing by uh, <laughs> the home. And, you know, from the older to the younger, that's an age, but um, it seemed like in the movie, the older ones were the ones, for the most part, who were remembering the promises of God, you know. He will never leave you or forsake you. <laughs> you know that's exactly how they did in the movie, right? <laughs> He will be with you to the very end. (laughs) He loves you. You know, so I have to go through that to remember, you know, that that I'm invincible until the Lord is done with me. He knows all the days of my life. He knows every hair on my head and that he will never leave me or forsake me no matter what what happens. And so but I have to I have to really remind myself that those dirges Uh didn't sound like. They were really hopeful. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Please pass yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is going to pass by, right? You know, kind of thing. And so, um, yeah. But I have to really take the time to remind myself of the promises of God that His grace, like we heard last night. You know, the worship was amazing, but His grace still amazes me. Um, that He is going to be there, and He is with me. Um, and even when I'm faithless, he remains faithful. Uh, and so, but I have to, you know, I open my my word and say, Lord, but I am afraid. And I don't know how many times in the Bible, in fact, on the uh, women's leadership uh, feed, they were talking about, I think it says that don't be afraid or fear not about 365 times, which is one per day in our calendar. And so... Okay, so I'm not alone being afraid, and so I don't have to hide that. Uh, yeah, there, there's no value in being in denial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's a difference between denying self and being in denial. Mm-hmm. And when you're afraid, um, you've got to do what Jesus told his disciples to do um, over and over. Do not worry. Don't be afraid. Well, people are worried. People are losing jobs now, and there's no sense of direction for the future. You know, just just a, a few weeks ago, um, we we were on what seemed a pretty secure course. The economy was good. Things had kind of settled down. Now, we were in election year, so there was always that kind of nonsense mm-hmm. going on. But the idea here was um, um, we, we we had direction, and now people don't know. What's next? Mm-hmm. 
and there are people that are fearful. Those are the ones to whom Jesus would say, as he did to his disciples in the upper room, um, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. Mm-hmm. And and he's not saying, uh, you know, just, just have faith. It's, it's going to turn out okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody's saying, you know, you trust in God, trust also in me. And he's basically appealing to the fact that I've been with you now for, for more than three years. You've seen me, you know me, you know who I am. Trust in that. Mm-hmm. Trust in the plan that, that we laid out before you. Trust that that plan is going to come to fruition even if you don't understand how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately asked him to get their focus on heaven. In my father's house are many rooms and, mm-hmm. and, and made us these glorious promises of being with him. And yet, so often when we're afraid and we're in denial, we just try to pretend that we're not afraid and nothing ever happens good. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again, you deal with your fear, not only through asking people to pray and going through the word, mm-hmm. but... But when the enemy's there and keeps bringing it back up. Yeah. I have to kind of basically go into my room and try to close out all the other noises so that I could hear from the Lord and, and tell him, look, I'm upset. I'm, I'm scared. So, you know, I need to I, basically, I, I, I was asking, I need to feel your presence right now because, Lord, I don't want to... Um, lose my cool. I don't want to tarnish my witness. I do trust you. Um, but right now, I'm afraid. And um, so, you know, I, that has been kind of my uh, my cry throughout my life. Lord, I don't want to blow it. So, you know, it feels like I'm getting kind of close, so I'm needing you. And he always comes through. Mm-hmm. He always comes through. And so, but but he and, and he always will as long as we run to him. I got to run to him. But I think one of the biggest dangers is pretending that everything is okay. Yeah. And and you know a lot of us, Paula, feel, feel guilty when we're afraid. Yeah. Because we know there's over 300 occurrences of do not be afraid, do mm-hmm. not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And then there's bad teaching. You know, it's a sin if you're afraid. That's a commandment, not a suggestion. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a reminder. Yeah. That we needn't be controlled by fear. Yeah. And I'm going to keep. Uh, that's the coolest thing. The Lord. Um, keeps me going I think that's probably the main reason why he had me you know you're the one for life you know <laughs> I get to come to church I people do call me I get so many I'm getting way more texts now than before and and to be able to pray in those texts um, and or in some cases let me just call you because you know the, you need to hear my voice and I need to hear yours to make sure you're okay and I'm okay kind of a thing um but to pray and and really, you know, sometimes before all this was going on, you know, just real quick kind of a thing. Um, but now it's like, Lord, you they really, really need to hear from you. They really need your um, comfort, your words of encouragement. Don't please don't let me speak. Just, you know, those platitudes of, oh, just trust God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so it's been really um, a growing time. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, now let me hit a little closer to home for a lot of ladies, this program geared toward ladies. Um, you, you said your favorite verse is, All beautiful you are, my darling. There's no flaw in you from Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. I know we have had a, um, a question about... Um, or a retreat theme about that mm-hmm. uh, just a few years ago because I still see women wearing the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you to think, we're going to take a phone call, but but think for a couple of minutes, what about the women who don't really believe they're beautiful? Yeah. What about them? Because um, all kinds of reasons, they've been told. And uh, some of them are probably still being told, you know, here I am with you 24 hours a day now, and this is how you, you know, this is what you look like, this is how you clean your house this is how you cook you know you burnt the toast i mean all those things you well, know and, and you know the criticism goes back to mom mothers oh, and yeah. fathers and yep. uh, family yep. members and yeah. boyfriends and husbands yeah. And, yeah. and so so think about that for a moment okay. let's take a phone call okay. but but i'd like to talk about that because i just feel like the lord really wants to minister to some people okay. let's go to new Brunfels and talk with alan on line one alan thank you for calling you are on the air Alan, are you with us? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Alan. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. 
uh, I don't know if you're, uh, when you're talking about fear, I think more people are fearful than they're willing to admit. I, I'm, I, I'm a fearful person, and I just kind of get up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord, and, and uh, just keep plugging away through the day, and, and um, he hits me through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't uh, it awesome? Uh, oh, good. That's what I wanted to share, and I had one other thing. Okay. I, I think it is awesome, and the other thing is that concerning your cross, is there a certain time you're going to have that out? Uh, yeah, Alan, it's going to be out there about noon, and we're going to, it's going to be out there all afternoon, probably from noon till about six. And and the idea okay. is is just just as people who are out, we're not we're not asking people to come out of their homes, but just as people who oh, are out, cars. if they want to stop by, mm-hmm. they're going to drive by in their cars, and they're going to nail. So uh, actually, till about seven o'clock, it'll be out there. Okay. Thank you, Alan. God bless. You know, Paula, before we, we go on with what we're talking about, the one thing Alan said, um, and I think this is something we need to retrain our minds. Uh, he said, uh, I get up in the morning and I say, good morning, Lord, and and I survive. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want us to survive. Mm-hmm. He wants us to thrive. Yeah. And I think really Alan is doing that. That's what I was going to say. Because Alan, as fearful as he might be, he serves at Malta Medical, where every day, there's sick people coming there, and he's still getting up. And I'm, hopefully, this will encourage you, Alan. He's still getting up, taking the Lord's hand, and saying, "I am afraid, but I'm going into a fearful situation, mm-hmm. knowing that you are with me, Lord." And he's getting through the day. Not and, and like Pastor Ron is saying, Alan, you're not just getting through the day; you're thriving, and God is using you in a huge way. Whenever I'm bringing Pastor Ron up here to the office and I see you out there with your mask on and your gloves and you're waiting um, to to take the next patient's temperature and you're still talking to them, encouraging them, um, praying for them, um, you're a big hero in my eyes. And so you are thriving. You're not just surviving. And you need to know that. And people are watching and you're very much encouraging uh, me anyway. Because I'm a fearful person. I'd be like, hello, how you doing? Stay six feet away. You know, but you, you got to be right there next to them to take their temperature. And, um, yeah, yeah, you're doing and, you're doing great. And that's what thriving is. And that's what I wanted Alan to, to, to reconsider, that, that that he's not just making it through the day. Yeah. But, but in spite of his fears, he's serving the Lord. And God is smiling. God is pleased with him. Yeah. You know, um, in, in times when we're afraid, it's, it's not enough just to get through days for Christians. Yeah. Especially in these last days. Our light needs to shine brightly. So it's times like this we need to remember the promises of God that if God is for us, who can be against us? Or mm-hmm. no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when we remember those things, remember the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. And in his presence is the fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. When we remember those promises, then we thrive only in His presence. And it's not one of those things where, well, I'm, I'm afraid, but I'm getting through. I think we beat ourselves up too much because we're afraid. Mm-hmm. I think um, so, too. One of the things I've tried to do by setting an example here for all these years is I want people to know I'm afraid every day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot resting on my shoulders. At, at, you know, in a worldly sense, there is... Um, so much to lose if I mess up, if I blow it. Mm-hmm. And yet, he is the author and the finisher of my faith. He who began the work in me will be faithful to complete it. When I recognize that and I can lay down my fears and trust in him, well, that's when we have that, that door of blessing that opens up. And the blessing isn't for me. It's just that I get blessed in being used by God to be a blessing to others. That's what I mean by thriving. By thriving, yeah. With this Proverbs 31 lady, it says that she's clothed with strength and dignity. That's not her own strength or her own dignity. As a believer, we're clothed with his strength 
and Christ lives in us. And then when we remember, because the Lord keeps saying, Paula, remember I told you to just relax and trust me. And then that picture that's over our fireplace where Jesus is in that boat. Boy, I've been staring at that thing, too. <laughs> because in the boat are all these regular people. In, in, the, in the Bible, it's the, the disciples. But in, in this picture on, above our fireplace. It's just regular people, and the waves are humongous. And Jesus is standing at the the bow, and he's put his hand up, and it says, Peace, be still. And so the Lord keeps saying, Okay, Paul, I told you, just relax, trust me. And I have to remind myself, Okay, I'm going to relax, and I'm going to trust you, Lord. Sometimes I forget, and then he has to remind me again. Mm-hmm. Paula, relax and trust him. And when you can't relax and trust him, then then we run to him instead of trying to fix it ourselves. So yeah. I, I wanted to make that point because yeah. I think it's really important that we have a different perspective. It's not okay just to survive. Yeah. We want to thrive. Verse 27 of 31 says, She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. That's another thing. Not just, you know, we're stuck at home. Don't just get on the couch. Don't just stay in your bed. Um, if if any if nothing else, and this is the best thing we could do, is get on our knees and pray. That's doing something. Suffer nothing from laziness. Um, watch everything in her household. That's her family. You know, what if she's a single, not an unmarried person, and she's home all alone? What what is, what does that lady get to do? Well, she definitely gets to pray, for sure. And I'm finding, being at home, here's here's something really cool that happened. I was telling the audience last week. Um, I'm praying, you know, because I'm stuck at home, basically. I'm praying for my neighbor to the right and to the left. Today is Thursday. So Tuesday, you know, I'm praying for my neighbors. I have been pretty faithfully. Well, on Tuesday, within 30 minutes of each other, I hit Ron and I are sitting around, and we hear a lawnmower. And Ron says, that sounds like somebody's mowing our lawn. Well, you know, our lawn looks really bad. It looks really bad. If I was to walk out on my front yard, I think our grass was up to my knee. Just on, on one Just side. Just on one side. Explain to him. Our lar- we always have a nice yard. Yeah, but you explain we, it. We lost, <laughs> we lost our yard. We, we cut a tree out, yeah. and we lost that yard, so uh, we're trying to fix it. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, and then, but because everybody's confined to home, the people who take care of our yard can't come. And so we hear this lawnmower, and, and I look out the window, and it's my next-door neighbor, John, mowing our lawn. I was so humbled, um, and I was having kind of a, a a fearful day that day. And then the first thing that I thought of was, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Somebody got a, <laughs> they're so embarrassed about our yard. They're born our yard. <laughs> anyway, I went out there to say thank you to him, and he so he he had to hug me, and I was so happy he wanted to, and we even shook hands. But I was so thankful. And then um, earlier that day. My neighbor on the other side of our house, um, I had said hi to her, and she didn't respond back. I was like, oh, man, something's wrong. You know, she's, she's pretty friendly. And uh, she just went in the house, and, like, she didn't even see me. Uh, and so later that night, about 20 minutes into him mowing my lawn, she texted me. She doesn't text me. She texted me to say, um, I didn't really um, acknowledge you earlier. I'm so sorry, but... My mailbox was broken, and I was wondering why or who hap- who did this or whatever. She says, so please forgive me. And by the way, I, um, I work for HEB. I didn't even realize this, but John, who mowed my lawn, he works for HEB. <laughs> and then the girl on the other side of me works for HEB. She goes, I'm at five HEBs throughout the day. She says, if there's ever anything you need, I'll be happy to get it, and I'll put it on your front door, and I'll... I'll disinfect it um, and have a great day. I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Um, just like that. Just You ask for opportunities, and God provides there them. There you go. That's right. Okay, Paul, let's go to a phone call. We've got Scott in church on line one. Scott, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Pastor Ron and Paul. It's good to hear your voices. 
Thank, Thank you, Scott. You. How you doing? I'm doing well. I just uh, I'm actually working. I work at Amazon, so they're working us extra right now. Praise <laughs> 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 hey, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, yes, praise the Lord. Uh, I've got a question for you, Pastor Ron. Um, I I caught a part of what you were saying yesterday. I think it was about um, the, the apostles or whatever, or people that claim to be apostles. But mm-hmm. where I'm at is in uh, chapter, um, uh, actually, First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 5 and verse 7, where in verse 5 it, it says that uh, he was seen by, uh, um, was it Cephas, and then by the twelve. And then in mm-hmm. verse 7, after that, he was seen by um, James, then all the apostles, which, what is that, all the apostles? I was thinking the twelve were the main apostles, and then Paul. And then also if you could touch on disciples and apostles, because when I was looking that up, it says, like, disciples are learners and apostles are sent. That was kind of the difference that I seen. But if you could explain that a little bit, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. I can do that. Um, the, 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 the term disciples and apostles is all-inclusive, so it's not separating the term, the two. Uh, it's just... Um, um, as Paul is writing, he's talking about those who are apostles. Now, we know their apostles were apostles apart from the 12 or the 11. Um, and then Matthias, of course, was included. Um, so he's just, of course, sort of lumping them in there. Uh, the disciples were Jesus' students. Um, we know the 12 of them and, and uh, Judas, of course, who, who fell away. Um, but, but as he is... Um, appointing them as disciples, he commissions them at the end. When he breathes on them and says, receive ye the Holy Spirit of God, he's commissioning them into their role as apostles. When you read Paul or when you read Peter, uh, you'll see uh, an apostle commissioned by God or an apostle by the will of God. Uh, That's his commissioning. Uh, he prepared them to go to Judea, to Jer- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the other uh, most ends of the earth. And um, that was their apostolic calling. And those are the ones, the original 12, including Matthias, those are the men who were the apostles uh, joining with the prophets, who were the foundation of the church, that foundation already laid, and the church is being built on that foundation. So the foundation is done. Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. Uh, But the foundation already laid, and the church is being built, And my point yesterday was that there is no apostolic office today. And men and or women, unfortunately, who take that title upon themselves are doing so at great peril to themselves. I mean, that's not something that God will deal lightly with. Um, Not questioning their salvation, that's between them and the Lord. Uh, But there simply are no more apostles because that foundation has already been laid and the church is being built. In Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about the fivefold ministry of the church and gifts given by God the church, apostles and prophets being key among them. They're the foundation, but then the evangelists, pastors, and teachers are added to that. And those gifts not connected to the foundation, those gifts are still existing in the church. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it very much. Well, Paula, we didn't leave hardly any time at all. We got just three minutes. So can you talk just for a couple of minutes about the women who don't think they're beautiful? Yeah. I mean, that's happening all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, don't not to be blunt, but you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you are beautiful, and that's the way the Lord sees you and you know that's that's another thing you know we're so again right from the beginning we're so uh, programmed of what we do how we look compared to others and instead of looking into the eyes of Jesus and him saying how oh, beautiful you are my darling there is no flaw in you you know um, I, I don't care who you are I mean, you could be um, six foot two, eyes of blue, you know, all that kind of stuff, and have the perfect hourglass figure, and yet that girl still doesn't see herself as beautiful. Um, She doesn't, you know, maybe the curves aren't as good as she wants. She's not as smart as somebody else. There's always something. You know, we're all so insecure, and yet the Lord says, 
listen to me. Listen to me. Don't listen to the other voices. Listen to me. You are the pearl of great price. I gave everything just to win you. And um, if you were the only one, and I don't care who you are, what you look like, male or female, Jesus has a plan for you. And it's for you to live with him forever, starting here and now, and to live with him forever in eternity. Yeah. And, and it, it boils down to, doesn't it, a simple choice. Yeah. Who, who are you going to believe? Are you Are going to believe what people say? Yeah. Are you going to believe the lies that, that you've been hearing your whole life? Or are you going to believe what the Word says? Yeah. And that's why we always need to exercise faith. You may look in the mirror and not be satisfied, but when you look in the mirror, Jesus is behind you saying, wow, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All beautiful you are, my darling. There's no flaw in you. Yeah. And he wants us to take him at his word. He yeah. wants us to believe it. Yeah. And, you know, ignore, again, those other voices, um, even if they're, you know, people that live in your home kind of a thing. Because, you know, Ron's always talking about those men who are looking at pornography, the damage that it does to their wives. You wives, your husband, your first husband is Jesus. Trust him. We will not be live tomorrow because of Good Friday. KSLR is closed, so you can tune into our live stream Good Friday service tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and we will be on live stream at calvarysa.com Easter morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Have a wonderful Easter. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. I need the word to stand on.